Y'all have to pardon me. I am outside. Oh, man. I'm telling y'all, this struggle is real. So usually when I do my podcast, I book a room at a library and the school uh, is closed for the fall break. So I just thought it was weird how they allowed me to book the room, but they didn't show any indication that they will be closed as well. But that's not going to stop me from doing what I had scheduled. So I just hope that this is a, an example for anybody who's listening that despite the circumstances, the show must go on, as they say. Um, if you're just tuning in, hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is The Glory in Our Stories. This is episode 13. Uh, for those of you who have been tuning in, last episode, episode 12, was featuring Jairus Franklin. Um, about to say something that may throw you off, but Jairus Franklin is performing at the Humana Treehouse thing doors open at 8 p.m. yesterday. Let me say that again. Jairus Franklin is performing at the Humana Treehouse at, I think, 8 p.m. downtown Augusta, Georgia, yesterday. Because by the time you receive this episode, it's going to be Saturday and it's going to be maybe the day or week after. So uh, October the 13th is when Jairus will be performing. Uh, he'll be doing uh, stand-up comedy. I actually had the pleasure of working with him, like I said, at Target. One of the funniest, coolest, God's most honest uh, men that I've had uh, the pleasure of being around. Um, he never fails to get a laugh out of me. He never fails. So, uh, anywho. Uh, this week, um, man, it's been... It's been crazy. There's so much so much going on, so much to touch base on. I wanted to focus primarily on five things. I'm not going to keep you long, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, the, the title, the title of this episode, if I may provide one, is What's Going On? What's Going On? The title of Marvin Gaye's classic, Amongst Many. The troubles in this world are too numbered not to be discussed, especially through music. The issues of modern society have been illustrated through various forms of, of expression, making it impossible not to acknowledge the countless elephants, elephants in this room we call life. You can't blame the pastor for addressing them pre-sermons or during. You can't blame presidents for holding immediate press conferences or avoiding the topics altogether. When blood is shed and lives are lost, no one wants to get their hearts dirty. It's too hard to clean. There are decades of pain to remove, and no vodka or vapor is strong enough to remove the stains and stenches. We need something stronger. We need hope. But how can one hold on to it if we need our hands to constantly fight off the opposition, the oppressor? It can be one man or millions. All it takes is an idea, a notion that has been in place since Cain and Abel, since Adam and Eve, since Satan no longer wanted to just be the prince of music. He had to go higher. He had to have more. We have to have more. Is that why we kill? 
Is that why blacks are still discriminated against in America? Is that why most countries are a phone call away from war? A kid is worth saving from an armed man storming through an elementary school, but isn't when only six weeks old in his or her mother's womb. We're fighting, but our lines of defense appear to recede with every effort we give. Why worry, some may ask. Why care? What can I do if all I do isn't enough? Has it ever occurred to you that God is allowing this to happen for his glory? Do you strive to see the bigger picture? I saw a post on Instagram promoting change in policy over thoughts and prayers. Trust me, I get it. I do not blame you. When you read, see, or hear that 50 plus, 50 plus people died and 50 plus were injured in Las Vegas because of the shooting, you want more than just thoughts and prayers. When there is a neighborhood killing where hate and greed festers opposed to being infiltrated by such, people need more than thoughts and prayers. When white supremacists crowd an area with tiki torches and privilege, exclaiming their belief in personal hierarchy, we need more than thoughts and prayers. Something must be, re must be rewritten or created to benefit the other. Since obviously what's currently being practiced doesn't include everyone. You are my sister. I am your brother. We have the potential to share, receive, and grow, but we're so stuck on us. Newsflash, people. It's not about you. I don't have two middle fingers for Trump. Maybe Eminem does and a cipher to supply context, but I don't. I have two to promote peace. The real war is spiritual because of the casualties that hold greater value. It is acceptable to be angry, hungry, and hurt for a better tomorrow. We're starving for solutions. We have the ingredients, but no one wants to cook. Let's change that by changing ourselves. Dr. Tony Evans emphasized in his sermon titled, Trusting the God You Believe In, that we should look to God first before relying on our own comprehensions of any situation. Let's place the gospel before the gun. Let's place prayer before punching. Let's place mercy before adopting the mind of a menace. It is human for us to be reactionary, but godly to be still, trusting his involvement. Again, this is episode 13. Uh, the title of this is what's going on. Um, it can be very discouraging when you're opening up your Facebook page and you're scrolling through Instagram. We get so involved in everything else because we need we need void fillers. We need something to feel this pain. The jacked up thing about it is that while we're in the process of trying to heal one womb, another one opens, a fresh one. And um, for all of you who have had fresh wombs, you know how much that hurts, how painful that is. So your attention, your attention is on the fresh womb and not the one that's still healing. And then another one opens up, so you have to focus on that one. And then there's one that's still fresh, but not as fresh as the other one. And then you still have that first initial cut that still stings. And it's, it's starting to become discouraging. So much has happened since 
Trump got elected, um, so much hate, so much dislike has been thrown at him since he entered the Oval Office. Um, the problem is he, uh, he seems to not to not care, but the, I think the 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 much bigger problem with this country is that we're so quick, we're so quick to draw lines and say, "I do not like you. I don't agree with you. You're you're less than a human being to me." We're so quick to do that, but we're so hesitant to be self-reflective. I can honestly say, and I've told my weird close friend of mine, that I don't agree with um, Trump's mentality. But I don't hate him either. Maybe if I was everyone else and the majority of people that, that voted for him and got disappointed or for, for those who didn't vote for him at all, or for those who just didn't vote, period. Maybe if I was in their shoes, I would, I would, I would feel that fire. I would feel that sting, but I don't reason being is because I've come across many people who have done some harmful things to a lot of people but it doesn't mean that they are less valuable than those who didn't do those things for those of you who have who haven't read or or seen the movie uh, the shack um, there's one statement that God says continuously when he refers to somebody he says I'm especially fond of you but the funny thing is, he kept saying it about everyone. Not just one person, but everyone. And he indiv God individualizes it amongst everyone. And God is this, I know this is hard, hard to accept. I know it is. But God is especially fond of Trump. Trump is his child. Trump is his creation. Keep in mind that God does not make any mistakes. Everything is relevant. I just recently posted a post promoting this saying everything is relevant, and it is. And that's the point of this podcast is to show the parallelism between what's going on now and what, what went on during the Old and New Testament times. Um, I was recently watching a... A, um, a radio show with uh, Sway Sway in the morning and um, he um, he had John Amos on there for those of you who are not familiar with him um, ask your parents who John Amos is John Amos is one of the iconic black fathers of television he was the father of James Evans on Good Times, a, mo a show about a black family. Um, dang, I forgot the city. I don't want to mess this up, so I'm not going to say the city, but they were basically in the slums, and uh, they were just making it day by day. And uh, James Evans was the father. He, he worked... Um, vigorously to provide for his family. He had uh, two sons, a daughter, and a wife. And um, John Amos recently said, I think he's like 70 or an 80-something. Dude is healthy, yo. I'm, I, I kid you not. Uh, this may sound stereotypical 
or it may sound like a cliche, but black does not crack, ladies and gentlemen. It does not. This guy is, he looks probably the same way he looked maybe 20 years ago. The only difference that you can tell is that you can see the gray in his hair and his beard. Uh, but the guy, he's, he's still pretty sharp. He can still crack a joke or two. Um, but he he said that one thing that he, he learned throughout his life so far is that history repeats itself. And it does. It does. And I believe, um, it's so amazing, I believe that that's what G Jesus knew that. He knew history would repeat itself. So he died for the sake of everyone in the past, the present, and the future. Because God said, listen, y'all have messed up. You all are messing up. And you still gonna mess up. And it's because everyone is stained by sin. You're born into it. Can't help it. But he said, but because... I will, because I love you so much, I will come down and I will take your punishment. I will take your punishment so that you will be cleansed. That every debt that you owe me will be paid in full. So, again, I uh, wanted to stress that because there's so much that's going on and there's so much we need to touch base on. So, I'm just going to read some scriptures. Um, just to show you the relevancy uh, between what happened then and uh, what's happening now. So I apologize if y'all hear things in the background or um, surrounding me. But uh, like I said, I couldn't find a room. So I'm just going to dig right into it. So um, first thing I'm going to uh, touch base on is... Uh, the the M&M issue. Uh, for those of y'all who don't have access to a television or um, you weren't able to um, watch the hip-hop music awards that was at um, that was on BET. Um, what he did was that he, he did a cipher that on the cipher, he basically called Trump out. Um, for, for those of you who know him, he's he's pretty pretty uh, lyrically talented. He, um, I mean, he's Eminem for goodness' sake, and he's going to be. I'm pretty certain he's going to be listed as maybe one of the top ten MCs of all time. Um, if you ever get a chance to listen to him, I mean, the guy is he's he's a beast. But um, he's and I was telling my girlfriend yesterday, he's not the type of guy that you uh, that you want to that you want to go against in a battle. And I told him, he said, either you, you, you might die, <laughs> you might stop breathing within uh, a couple of bars of, uh, of Eminem. So anyway, Eminem, um, you spit a cypher. I think it went live at maybe about three or four minutes long. And he, he's basically uh, he's basically talking about um, yeah, um, Trump and what he's done or lack thereof. So, and he he was very truthful. I mean, there's a lot of things in there that you can actually agree with, uh, simply because it's it's in correlation to everything that he's done. 
that he's doing and probably will do. So, um, but yeah, so the first thing that I wanted to, to touch base on is submission to governing governing authorities. Now, this is actually um, what came up um, when I looked it up online as far as Bible verses. Um, the first um, Bible verse, or a couple of Bible verses that came up was Romans 13, verse 1 and 7. I'm um, going ahead and read it. Um, I can't really give you that much context. I'm trying to figure out what was going on during this time. Um, my Romans, Romans, Romans. Let me look this up, y'all, because oh, I think Romans was in the New Testament. I think it was. Let me let me check. Let's see what Romans? What was Romans? Let's see. I'm sorry, y'all. This thing trip. Okay, I think Romans during this time they were basically um, teaching the 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 land. The gospel. So I'm going to go ahead and read these verses. It says Romans 13 verses 1 through 7. If you want to read it yourself, you can. Or if you read, want to read prior or, or after just to gain an understanding of what's going on. Uh, it says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of consequence. This is also why you pay taxes for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. I know it's, I know it's hard to grasp. <laughs> But the gist of this is, if a leader is appointed leader, God placed him there. Nothing slips through his fingers unnoticed. Nothing is a mistake. But I know you're thinking, God, how can you allow such a man like this to be in the White House? Notice that most of the time when God is, is preaching the gospel in his word, everything is self reflective everything is geared toward yourself because you have to change within before you can change without so what god i believe what god is doing is he's allowing trump to rule who's to say he's going to be in another term uh, somebody just quoted trump saying that you know within the next eight years as if, as if to say yes more than likely i'm going to be here another four years um, eh, you know, I'm not, not sure about that, but, um, 
But God allowed this to happen. And I believe he allowed this to happen because there's a lot of stuff in this country that needs to be addressed. Somebody needs to do something. I think it was uh, JFK that said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And like John Amos said, history repeats itself. That same concept, that's something that we actually need to re reiterate because we're so, for so long we've been concerned about others doing for us, but what can we do to better what's around us? I think that's the bigger question. So, again, it says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. Uh, again, that's um, the Romans 13. That's the verse 1, though, uh, again. But God has allowed uh, the presidencies to go as it is. He's put specific people in positions throughout the states so that it can lean towards uh, the Republican side. He knows what he's doing, and I know it's hard to understand, but I said that to say this. What Eminem has done, what many comedians have done, what other people have done, where the the sports commentator of the female sports commentator, I forgot her name, whose job is in questioning because she called uh, Trump out. Um, it's. There's a way that you can speak opposition without being threatening. Um, but, you know, at the same time, Eminem is practicing the and that's another thing so cool that's one thing about nwa and I, I you know i'm not really fond of the, of the language or what they did but i understand it understand it the first amendment freedom of speech eminem knows he has freedom of speech now he's also conscious of it and it takes a good lyricist lyricist to understand that because you notice that eminem may have said F, F uh, President Trump throwing up like both fingers but he didn't say man I'm going to kill President Trump now if you read the the, um, the first amendment it does say that if anything if I'm not mistaken that you can say anything you want as long as it's not threatening to the country and to the president and he stayed within those guidelines so I have much respect for him knowing his rights uh, knowing uh, how to maneuver his words in a creative way to express himself. Um, but one thing that I don't like is the hate that's going to come from all of this. Like, every lot of people hate Trump. Hate is such a strong word. Hate is like a sharp knife. Like, the, the word hate. Like, like that's sharp. And it's, it's, I think it's just as deadly as a weapon to say that word. It's like, the, it's like saying somebody's life has no value. Their spirit uh, has no uh, essence worth salvaging, and that's that's not true. Um, again, I don't I don't agree with Trump, but I will say that he's a human being like everyone else. Um, but I believe that his presidency is causing us to to make moves, and but um, at the same time, everything leads back to God. So um, I thank Eminem for doing what he does. I have much respect for him as as a as a fellow artist, as a fellow writer. Um, but you know he's 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 performing well in those guidelines, and 
not much anybody can say. So, but I just hope that he does continue to respect the fact that Trump is president and respect other authorities like the law and whatnot. Because, um, again, these, these verses, Romans is speaking on the fact that things exist because God allows them. He's not doing this to be spiteful. He's not doing this to play around. But all things work together. Shout out to Lecrae's new album. If you have not heard it, I believe that he is in his natural element as an artist. And if it's something that you really need to hear, he's he's addressing a lot of issues that he has in his life as a rapper that is Christian, not a Christian rapper. And he's reaching the masses with the gospel. And he's I believe he's doing a good job. But uh, the the actual um, verse that he's using was all things work together. Um, I forgot which um, specific verse that it came from. But that's that's the 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 influence of that of that album because it does and that that ties into what i'm discussing right now so um uh the next subject i'm gonna hit a base on um of course this is you're going going back to trump uh, of course you know trump 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 was stating that uh the military will no longer fund uh those who are uh, men and women who are transitioning into uh, a different uh gender um uh, transsexuals or transgendered um he said they, they, he wants to cut off funds um, for, for, for those who want to continue doing that. He doesn't want to supply the, the medical expenses that will help them maintain that lifestyle. And um, there are a lot of people in the military who've already done it, who I would probably say like grandfather clocked in. There's a, there are people who are transitioning and now just finding out about this. And there are other people who want to enter the army and are transitioning and thinking to themselves, what now? And um, and I, I believe this also applies to um, people in general. They 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 do not want to supply any assistance to help them further uh, push what the you know their what they feel is right within their hearts. And um, and I will say this. Um, I've I've I know a lot of people who I know some people who are who are homosexual who are maybe even bisexual uh, I actually met a man who was a crossdresser I mean his I, he had a he went by a female's name his voice was like 20 times deeper than mine I mean goodness and he he had a Michael's core he had Michael Kors purse Michael Kors boots he wore leggings he wore blouses he wore makeup and he's a retired veteran from the military he has a daughter um cool dude um it was hard to you know say uh yes or he or she like he didn't you didn't know and it i guess it was to the point where it irritated him well not to the point it made him upset but he laughed at times because he knows how confusing it may be for most heterosexuals especially for those who are christians who believe uh in the bible and what god says about uh homosexuality So I'm sorry about that. There's a plane going overhead, but <clears throat> again, I apologize, my audience, uh, for those who are listening. Um, trust me, this will not happen like this again. Um, 
hopefully I have an alternative, which is what I need to start playing in the future. Um, I also plan on getting a new microphone, something that will the filter uh, my voice and everyone else's, make everything a lot more um, concise. So um, I do plan on doing that. I'm trying to I understand why producers spend money on their equipment and then they upgrade because they want the best quality. And I want to provide you all with the best quality. So, uh, again, um, I'm in the ideal of sexuality. Uh, I'm going to read some verses. Um, first one is Ephesians 5, verse 3. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these because these are improper for God's holy people. Um, the next one is Galatians 5 19. The acts, I mean five, yeah. First, I mean chapter five, verse nineteen. The acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality, impurity, and democracy. Uh first is first Corinthians six nine. Um, or do you know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters nor adulterers nor men who have sex with men. Let me read that again. First Corinthians six nine. Uh, this is the new international version. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men. Uh, next verse is Matthew 5, verse 28. Um, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her, with her in his heart. Uh, yes, um, if you think it, if you feel it, it's just basically the same as if you've done it. Because everything starts in the heart. Before you make a decision, it starts within yourself, even if you don't act it out. Um, uh, I think this is the last one, Mark 10, verse 6 through 9. But at the beginning of, crea of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together let no one separate. Well, I know a lot of people feel a certain way about same-sex marriages, um, same-sex couples. It's, um, it's a political game. And I know it's something that people really feel strongly about, and I'm not going to uh, bash them for that. Uh, but what's biblical is biblical. But I will say this. Homosexuality is just as sinful as adultery. Adultery is just as sinful as watching uh, pornography. Uh, that's one thing that I have uh, struggled with. I'm pretty sure uh, many other men and maybe women have struggled with in their life. But um, just because somebody's sin is visible um, doesn't make yours less threatening. Let me repeat that. Just because somebody's uh, somebody's sin is visible doesn't make yours less threatening. Sin is sin. And um, I know a lot of people will, you know, pinpoint areas in the Bible where it may lean in their favor saying, you know, the Bible says this. But the Bible, amongst other things, have been misinterpreted so uh, much. But I think it, you have to gather 
a complete um, understanding of the Bible. And I don't think you ever will, or we ever will, because this is obviously above our heads. But the Bible, the gospel is truth. This is truth that God created. Truth that God has mandated. Truth that God has put into stone. <laughs> Literally, uh, reference to the Ten Commandments. So, um, yes, um, I used to feel a certain way about, you know, um, people who chose to um, love and even have sexual relations with somebody of the same sex, but they're still a human being. They're still cool people. I mean, I've, come, I've, I've met a lot of uh, homosexuals who, to be honest, man, I'd rather spend an evening talking to them than anybody else. And because they feel just like I do. And there's, there's always something in our life. There's, all, there's always a question mark of uncertainty in our life. And we may not agree on sexual preferences, but we do know how it feels um, to to want something, but you can't seem to have it because it it's against societal norm. So, but yeah. So those verses went towards that, and man, it's it's a it's a complex subject. And it's very sensitive. It's a lot something that a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about, but. It's necessary. It's necessary to understand that everybody has um, their own battles. There's always something you're pulling at you, something that's trying to convince you that this is a certain way that you should think. Um, one thing that I am not fond of is um, the church not be being welcoming to people of 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 the LBGT community. I apologize if I've missed quoted that acronym um, but that is a huge problem and a lot of churches to be honest a lot of uh, young churches are uh, becoming non-denominational not that they're negating Christianity but they want to be welcoming to all people all people uh, we were, I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend about how there are Christian homosexuals and you're like, how is that possible? Like they they totally believe in God, but they prefer to be with someone of the same sex. But you don't know where people stand as far as their relationship with God. And I think one thing that a lot of pastors are preaching that is causing a problem is you want they they they're 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 they're, they're blowing fire out of their mouth saying you need to get right with God so that you can go to heaven when you die. What are you doing to prepare for the afterlife? I think the biggest question is, what are you doing to develop a better relationship with God? Because he accepts us He accepts us for who we are. I think that's the biggest concern because why not? Why not, why, why not would you want to be closer to someone that loves you so much that they would die for you? Why not? It's hard to name anybody in your life that's willing to do that. So concerning that, um, it is it is it is relevant like i said everything is relevant i think it's reminding um people that uh, satan is really trying to distract us from what's mostly important and i believe that it's our relationship with god uh, but the the concept of 
not treating everyone the same as everyone else. I do believe that's unfair. I do. Um, uh, but at the same time, um, what's biblical is biblical. But the problem throughout history is that um, Europeans have manipulated the gospel to fit their own personal agenda. And they have, they have created um, like negative perspectives on Christianity. And I believe that God allowed slavery to happen so that we know what it feels. When I mean me, we, I mean us as African Americans, to really focus on what we really need for God's glory. Like everything geared back to God's glory. I say, why would she oppress such a large culture over such a long period of time? Almost four, about four, for four or five decades of slavery. And he did it for his glory. I know it sounds selfish, but he did it because it. If you realize it, like the root of our culture is the church. Is the gospel because we had nothing else to lean upon. So, I'm going to come back to that concept, the concept of slavery later. Uh, the next thing I wanted to touch base on is mass killing. Um, in this reference, this will be uh, this, uh, the, the incident that happened in Las Vegas. Um, but from what I understand, um, a guy with a, 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 like an endless amount of money strategically has chosen specific places to go at this point it was las vegas at the at the uh, hotel overlooking the area where they had a country music concert and he chose a specific room he had countless a number of rifles and ammunition he had cameras and started firing randomly down uh, towards the group of people I uh, ended up killing 58. Uh, the count is 59. If you count the actual uh, shooter, um, over 500 people were injured. I remember one, I read that one woman said that she was running with a man and they said, oh, get down, get down. And and the man said, no, we need to help someone. But they tried to get out of the way and they, they, they saw the bullets ricocheting off the ground near their feet. And, and I was like, wow. So they took off running. And the woman was so close to this man that she felt the bullet hit his body. Like she felt the bullet hit his body. And he slumped down to the ground and she said, you know, blood was coming out of his mouth. And I think she said he, he died at the hospital. Uh, the fortunate thing was that that area was full of, 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 of medic individuals. Uh, they had doctors, they had nurses, and everybody was there off duty. And they immediately, uh, instinctively went into the role of a servant. And they started helping people, get, uh, giving them the medical attention that they needed. And I just, I just thought that was uh, an upside to it, but let alone... Um, half of 100 people, almost almost 60 people passed away um, because of this random act, random act of of, um, of wrongness. 
and it, I was like, oh my, like every every time you turn your head, is always something. So I, I wanted to focus on the verses pertaining to this. Um, as you know, throughout history, there've been mass killings through wars. So you're like, well, if maybe it was kind of this. I mean, goodness gracious, God, God killed um, the Egyptians. The um, remind the Egyptians when um when Moses and I get back to that too as well when Moses was um delivering the children of Israel and he he, he parted the Red Sea and he, and he allowed it to come back and to consume not only Pharaoh but his men and his army he he, he obliterated them they were like well God can allow this to happen so obviously this may be something that he planned but again the thing is, even though even though man has free will, we think we are in control, but we're actually not. We think we are, but we're not. So just imagine how better all things will be if we just fully submit. But I digress. Um, again, mass killing uh, versus this is John three verse eleven through twelve. For this is the message you heard from the beginning: we should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Who's to say that this man's motives? Apparently, I think he just transferred uh, to a, a new religion. Maybe this is something that he believed in. Um, obviously, he didn't believe in, in God because here God is promoting um, love over hatred. So, um, and there's sometimes where God allows things to happen for the greater good, which is him, which is himself. Um, let me proceed. This is Matthew 26, 52 through 54. Put your sword back in its place. Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword would die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? If I'm not mistaken, I think this is where Peter uh, went all uh, psychotic at a you know at a, at a at a moment of passion, decided to cut this guy's ear off. Anyway, hey, hey man, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna mess with Jesus like that. So you know, Jesus said, you know, put your sword away, because Jesus basically said, I can I can handle my own battles. But this, what's about to happen to me, is my purpose. This is why I'm here. So don't do anything. Let it happen. Trust me, it has to happen. So he was basically saying that, you know, he said, do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of it. And he will at once put at my disposal, at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. He didn't say 12 angels. He said 12 legions of angels. So just imagine if 12, if a legion consisted of 12. So 12 times 12 is 144 angels. Probably more than that. I mean, he, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the open of his mouth, he could have summoned this, but he didn't. He said, let it be. Um, so a lot of people may think that this was um, God's act on um, Las Vegas. I'm saying that maybe the people deserved it. Same thing many years ago when Hurricane hit Hurricane Katrina hit like uh, Louisiana and the, the Bayou down in the south. They, they think that maybe that was well deserved. 
uh, the hurricane that came through um, Texas recently. A lot of people may think that these natural disasters was God's raft. Um, if those of you who remember, um, and this, I guess this is going to go into another section, but um, God made a promise to Noah. And I will, I will touch base on that. So whatever happens, just keep in mind that it's not the end yet because God hasn't done this quote in quotation mark quotation marks this so uh the next i know i'm jumping around because i'm trying to get everything in in less than an hour um i hear getting bit by mosquitoes i mean it's 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 october approaching the middle of october it's fall and it's still hot that's one of the things i'm not fond of while living in georgia um but i mean been here a majority of my life so i am indeed a southern boy um, next section. Next section I wanted to touch base on is slavery oppression. This is in correlation to uh, what happened in Charlottesville. Uh, the group of right, white supremacists walking around in tiki torches, um, called the alt right, having an alt right mentality, saying that they need to take back what belonged to them. A lot of them don't understand that because they were white they were automatically inherited land opportunities, the right to vote, everything. And we as blacks and, and uh, of the minorities were considered um, a quarter of a human or fractions of a human being. So that happened, uh, of course, during that incident, um, somebody drove a car through the crowd, killing, I think they killed a woman and injured a few other people, but it's just this whole concept of hate and total disregard for human life and um, just humans in general. Like it's like this is this is 2017. I mean, I recently went to the the Civil Rights Museum. I know I'm not actually saying uh, quoting the exact the the facility correctly, but I went to the museum in um, Atlanta. And all this stuff was happening like in the 50s. And here we are with 50, 60, 70. It's about 70 years into the future and it's still happening. Like I said, going back to John Amos when he says, history repeats itself. And it does. It does. Um, again, the concept of slavery, I said slavery is because um, what they were practicing to me is a form of oppression. So I wanted to go back to Exodus. Uh, for those of you that know, this is during the time that Moses wanted to free the Israelites. And um, for those of you who didn't know, slavery was actually legit. Like, it was legal. Blacks weren't the first ones who were enslaved. For those of you who don't know that or don't remember at what point in the Bible where slavery actually existed, um, Blacks weren't the only ones, or it wasn't the ones, only the ones, weren't the only ones who were pushed aside. Native Americans weren't the only ones pushed aside. Um, like it was, if you go all the way back to the Old Testament of the Israelites, they were, um, they were very much oppressed. And, but the Pharaoh weren't abiding by the rules that God has established. He was overstepping those boundaries. 
Case in point, uh, this is Exodus 21, Exodus 21, verse 1 through 4. Uh, these are the laws you are to set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he is to serve you for six years. But in the seventh year, he should go free without paying anything. If he comes alone, he is to go free alone. But if he has a wife, when he comes, she is to go with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the woman and her children should belong to her master. And only the man should go free. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting. But if you think about it, if the wife and the children become slaves, they only become slaves for so many years and then they're let free. Um, when you think about the African-Americans who were enslaved, um, their families were literally ripped apart for decades. That, 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 that completely exceeds the limit. Um, but slavery did exist, but it, it, it existed under certain terms. Um, and it's just like working anywhere now. Your boss should be just as effective your employer should be just as effective as your employee. Your employee should be just as effective as your employer. There should be a, a neutral understanding where one can approach the other knowing their responsibilities but still able to cooperate. And not put a sense of hierarchy, hierarchy above the other person thinking that they're entitled. That sense of selfishness uh, should not exist. I personally believe that. Um, for for men to walk around assuming that everyone else is is, is of less importance, or of they have this sense of impurity because they're they're dark skin or belong to a different culture, uh, that is an, an oppressive mindset, and it's a thing of the past. I thought we were in a progressive nation where we were able to move forward and work together, but evidently there are a lot of people who believe that they have every right to anything simply because of the color of their skin. Um, but yes, there are limitations. There were limitations back in the Old Testament. And Pharaoh misused that system. So God said, I'm going to free my children. And he did. Um, by the help of, of Moses and his life story. So, um, the next section is going to be, and I think this is the last one. Yeah, I think it is. Natural disasters. Uh, this is in reference to uh, Puerto Rico. Um, I actually know a co-worker who I used to work with who has family in Puerto Rico. And he's probably having her back from them. Um, from what I understand, Puerto Rico may go without electricity for maybe a couple of years so um, yeah it's sad and, and you'll wonder why can something like this happen so so easily but like I said nothing slips through God's fingers without him knowing without his without being a part of a much bigger plan I'm going to read a couple of verses that actually a lot um, see how much time I have I have 51 minutes I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to let you guys go. Um, Isaiah 45, verse 7, 
I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. Luke 21, verse 11. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences, pestilences in various places. I apologize if I mispronounced that word. Um, famines and pestilence in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. Uh, Luke 21, verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. I mean, it's pretty evident what, uh, how, how, how relatable that is to um, uh, the last few hurricanes that have that have hit um, this part of the world in the last month or two. Uh, Romans twelve verse twelve: Be joyful in hope patient in affliction, faithful, faithful in prayer. I know, I know, I know it's very difficult. I've never been in a position where I had a natural disaster and the, you know, and I was like, you know, the last thing I want to do is pray. I mean, I've been in a position in my life where I really got upset with God. I really did. And I, and I, and I yelled at him. I remember that I was in the car, but I'd rather yell at God than somebody else because God can take it. He understands it. So, Yes, um, I understand that that frustration. Um, verses five says awaiting the new body. Man, I messed up this one because I have no idea <laughs> what section of the Bible came from. Um, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God. An eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. What I placed under there, our spiritual houses stay erect when all else falls. I say that again. Our spiritual houses stay erect when all else falls. Our hope, our faith, our actual spirit, our courage, all of that has to maintain structure. When it seems like nothing else does. That's the most important thing. Um, last few verses I'm going to read in reference to um, natural disasters. I think this is God. I think this is Jesus. No, no, I think this is God speaking in on the, the future glory of Zion. Uh, this is Isaiah 54, verses 9 through 11. To me, this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not Comforted, I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis lazuli. I'm pretty certain I mis maybe misread that. I apologize. I'm going to have to go back and look that up and see what those items uh, consist of. But if God is saying this, it has to be pretty solid. God made a promise for those of you who... Um, probably don't know or have a hard time remember he made a promise to Noah saying that he would never uh, punish the world through uh, the submersion in water uh, the concept of water means to wash to cleanse to clean 
and God wanted to wash the world. But you know, this is saying like a pair of clothes. If you want to wash, if you want to get a stain now, you wash it. But if you want to get rid of something that may be stronger than a stain, you burn it. May not be able to wear it again, but you burn it. You completely eradicate it. And that's what God promised in a nice and nasty way. He said, yo, I will never punish the world like that again. Next time I now next time I do punish, trust me, it will be the last. Because he promised to end the world by fire. So even though all of this stuff is happening, even though uh, like waters are just uh, completely submerging and surrounding and drowning um, our homes, our families, it's not the end. It's not punishment. It's not punishment. He says, so now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. Like he, God loves us unconditionally. And he would never do something like that in spite. And out of spite. He won't do it because he hates us or he's totally um, um, disappointed. You, can, you can't disappoint God. You can't disappoint somebody that loves you unconditionally. You can't. But at the same time, it doesn't mean... You should intentionally do whatever it is that you feel free to do. My mom, I say this before I end this episode. My mom has done so much for my sisters and I. So whenever her birthday comes around, whenever Christmas comes around, or whenever any occasion that is that we have to utilize, we give our mom thanks. Our mom is probably the... No, our mom is the strongest person we know. My mom raised my sisters and I uh, by herself on a teacher's salary in the 90s. Uh, my father wasn't present. Uh, and um, as a disclaimer, he, um, he was a different man. He was younger. He made a couple of bad decisions. Um, decisions that resulted in not being present with uh, my, me, my, my sisters and I and my mom's life. Um, keep in mind, their marriage ended the way that it did because of faults on both sides. It wasn't just my father. It was my mom as well. Um, and they things happened in the sense where it was best that mama took us away and raised us on our own. But and it, because of all that, because of the, the love that she has for us, we can't help but return it or give more back. And the same thing is with, with God. I mean, I, just over the last few years, I've actually understood the power of Jesus and the significance because he loved us that much. And if you go back and read um, the New Testament, uh, God does mention that God loves us just as much as he loved his son. He loved us like he loved his son, which means that if he allows his son to die for us, just just imagine how, just imagine how, what, what he's willing to allow us to endure 
to undergo for his sake. His only begotten son. Um, but yes, um, again, I just wanted to touch base on those issues, uh, the issue with Eminem, the issue with the, um, the transgendered community, the, um, the LBGT community being basically uh, denied by Trump, um, the hurricanes and the, the, the devastation in Puerto Rico, uh, Charlottesville, Las Vegas, so much going on. I just pray that we continue to center our focus on God and let everything branch out from that. And also remember that before we can start anywhere else, we need to start within ourselves. I know this sounds like a cliche, but this is something that we really need to work on. And if you think about it, if you have a mindset to share, and everybody had that mindset to share, say, say for instance, it's you and then another person. If you have a mindset to share, you give to them. If they have a mindset to share, they give to you. And it just, it recycles, it works that way. But we're so caught up on us that we forget about who created us. We're so caught up about what we want, what we think we deserve. To be honest, we deserve a lot less. We deserve a lot worse. But because of his love, his grace, and his mercy, and being cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, We, 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 we get that which we don't deserve. And we don't get what we do deserve. So I hope you all enjoyed this. Um, I just wanted to draw everything back to the gospel. I hope this helped in any way. Um, if I've said anything that you don't agree with, um, let me know. And I would not hesitate to go back and check. Um, no, I'm not a, a Bible guru. Um, I've met many people that can quote scripture after scripture. Uh, doesn't mean that they are less or more Christian. It's just they're more uh, knowledgeable of the Bible. A case in point, my girlfriend, Adrian uh, Fernandez. Uh, man, she she obviously uh, knows more uh, biblically than I have. But the cool thing about it is uh, when we were fasting together, we were learning different things and seeing different viewpoints of the same scriptures, which was very helpful. But... Um, I think it's very good to be acquainted with somebody who knows something you don't so they can share it with you and you can develop a different point of view. I love you all. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your weeks to come. Um, stay encouraged. Don't whatever. If you need to take a break from social media, um, if you get an opportunity, go somewhere and put your phone down. Like if you at work and you need to go somewhere, leave your phone at your desk and walk away. You It is so refreshing. I did that today, and I was like, wow. I felt the sun on my face. I felt my legs in the rhythm as I walked around the school. Like, I paid attention to that, and it, it, was, it was refreshing. So, again, I love you. Take care of yourself. Love one another. Love yourself, most importantly, so that you can love others. Uh, again, this is the glory in our story. Uh, apologize for the environmental noise again this will not be a problem in the future and again i do plan on getting better equipment so i can provide you all with quality with a quality podcast um again this is episode 13 of the glory in our stories it's entitled what's going on peace out love you and take care of yourself